Let us be transformed. Let us go from glory to glory. Take us to the next level that you have for us all, both as individuals and as a church. Thank you for all the wonderful testimonies. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. Everyone say amen. Glory be to the name of our Lord. Good morning, everyone. So good to see everyone. And um, before I get into my message, um, mark this date, August 25th, my brother will be in town with his family. Amen. I haven't seen him in 10 years. <laughs> he came here 10 years ago. And actually, the nephew that he's bringing, I haven't seen him either. When, he, when they came, he wasn't born. So uh, that I'm looking forward to that. He's also a minister of the gospel. Hallelujah. So I said, if you're coming, then you have to preach. <laughs> I'll sit here, and then I'll be on the other side, and he'll be here. <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to that. It's so awesome. Um, and then later on in the year, so my parents will be here in the fall. Some of you have met them before. Um, so it gives me all the reason not to travel to go see them. They keep coming. Yes. <laughs> I have one brother and three sisters. Um, so um, the more they come, the more I don't have to go. <laughs> but at some point, um, I'll go see them. Maybe we'll do a mission trip or something. But uh, really, my brothers and sisters, like Jesus Christ said, they are the people sitting here that listen to me every week. And we all do life together and partner together to reach, to reach um, different to reach the city and beyond. So I am excited about that. My brother was the one that prayed for me, for me to get saved. One day I saw in his journal, you see, I was in church. This is not my message, but um, I was in church, but he saw I was drif drifting off as a teenager. And um, I wasn't saved. You see, this one, this, that was one of the things that you can go to church and not be saved. And so he began to pray. And around that time is when... Um, I actually surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. So I, I, I owe my life to him. And then I started following him around and in some of the meetings that he was going to and some of the preaching appointments. And then he threw me in and I started to preach as well. And that's how I got started. And today I'm, look, I'm standing here looking all nice. But someone prayed me in. <laughs> so uh, you, you get to see him and, and his family um, during the August 25th. I get so busy, they, they, they just, they're just coming after me. What, what is keeping you so busy we don't see you? <laughs> so busy. But um, in life, you have to be focused on, on, the, on, the things, on the things that God has called you to do. This is not my message, but this will help somebody. Notice, notice something here uh, in 2 in, um, in Kings, in 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 40, talking about focus. Thank you, Lord. We have to be very, very focused. So th this person said, there was something that had been entrusted to this person. Second Kings chapter 20, verse 40. He says, and as your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. And the king of Israel said to him, so shall thy judgment be, thy self has decided. He was busy here and there, not focusing on what had been entrusted to him. And then the, the person was gone. And the king said, you are responsible for this. We are not focused on what you are supposed to be doing. So focus is very, 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 very important. But anyway, 
I, like I said, I'm so grateful. Uh, I get, I get to see, I get to see them. I, 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 somebody said, "Did you just draw from the moon?" No, I have family. <laughs> I, I, I didn't just draw from the moon. I, I, I have a, an extended family, but my family is right here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. And this week was an awesome week in the community when we went out. It was, is, we've been in other places, but this, this was special. It was almost like, um, the people were ready. And the prayer, thank God, thank God for everyone that prayed into it. The people were ready. They were very receptive. Actually, there were two pastor sons that I met. One of them, like Pastor Paula said, he, he rededicated his life to God. And the other pastor, he said, uh, I said, where's, 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 what place does your father pastor? He said, he pastors in Amarillo. I was like, wow, we recently had somebody from Amarillo come to minister to us. And then I started talking to him. But just being there for people like that, it's, it's... For me, it's, it makes it all, all worth it. So thank you for praying. And if you can join us this weekend, this Thursday, please do as well. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. All right. That's all the housekeeping items. Now we can go live. Thank you, Lord. We welcome our TV and online audience. Um, in this season, we have been studying on fruitful living, fruitful Christian living. And the first lesson, we talked about the fact that to be fruitful, we must abide and remain in Christ. Very, very important from John chapter 15. That's been our le lesson um, series that we've been on. And then last week, we looked at it from John chapter 15, verse 16, from another angle as well, looking at it from the standpoint of God appointing us and calling us and choosing us. We did not choose ourselves. We must understand our calling. We must know our calling. We must, we must understand the fact that he's the one that has appointed us and remain faithful and true to that call. Then when we ask and when we pray, we will receive answers to prayer. Turn with me again to John chapter 15, verse 5. John chapter 15, verse 5. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. John chapter 15, verse 5. Thank you, Lord. He says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Very, very important. I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me. And I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. He is the vine, we are the branches. And for us to be fruitful, for us to produce fruit in our lives, we must stay connected to the vine so that we can bear much fruit. And we looked at the various level, levels of fruit bearing as well. Now, let's go a step further here and turn our Bibles to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Very, very important. He talks about the fruit of the, of the Spirit. You see, the first three, the fruit of the Spirit, that is part of, of, of living a fruitful Christian life as well. Now, the first three, love, joy, and peace, talk about our relationship to God. Then the next three, kindness, goodness, and the next three, 
long-suffering, kindness, and goodness speak to our, in, in relationship to our neighbors. And then the next three, um, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control talk about our inner spiritual growth. So over the next, 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 next three weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll divide them and then we'll look at them and, 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 and see where God will take us. But he says, the fruit is, of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. And then verse 16 says, I see then walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit and, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So, so, so you see that the fruit of the spirit is talking about the fruit of the recreated human spirit. And it's as a result of the life of Christ within. Sure, the Holy Spirit lives in it within us, but the fruit that is coming out is as a result of the life of Christ within. And it talks about, I mean, I mean, it, it talks about the same fruit that Jesus Christ bore in his earthly walk. And it's the same fruit that he wants us to bear in our Christian life as well. And so let, let's 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 dig into let's dig into it here. You see, and, and the thing is, so many times, uh, my, my Lord, let me not jump ahead of myself. The first fruit that we talks about there is love. Let's spend some, some time on there. You see that he puts that first for a reason. You see, there's nothing in the Bible that is that is just there for just being there. The first fruit that he talks about is love. And go with me to First John chapter three, verse fourteen. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. We know. How do we know that we are born again? How do we know that we are saved? The first thing that he says, we know that we have passed from death because we love. Because we love. That's the reason why he put, he put that there first. Oh, when we were in the world. And if you are listening or watching this morning, you may be struggling. You may be struggling in certain areas of your life. You see, God wants you to pass from death to life. Anybody who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior, they abide in death. He's not talking about physical death per se. He's talking about spiritual death. But so, so, so the plan of God, the will of God for your life, the will of God is that you will pass from death to life life so that you can have the love of God in you and if you are already saved the love of God is in there that is one of the first fruit that we must we must we must bear in our Christian walk the love has an amazing power to be able to transform our love and the love that we are talking about here is not a conditional love. You see, God loved us even while we were yet sinners. Even while we were not yet born again. And if you are watching or listening as well, we can assure you, I can assure you that God loves you. Notice what, what, we, what he says in Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Christ died for us. How much more now that we have come into the family of God. This week when we were out in the community, one of one of the people that we met with, he, I mean, he, he, he had gotten to the point where he felt that God God doesn't love him. I said to him, no, you cannot say that. God loves you no matter who you are, no matter what you have done, no matter your past, no matter where you are right now. God loves you. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He demonstrated his love toward us. An unconditional love and forgive us. And so we must remain in his love. Very, very important. Now, if you are a Christian already, you see, the love that we are talking about here is not something that you are trying to get. It's already in there. We are just learning how to develop it and to walk in the fullness of it. Now, the same Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who, has been, who, has, who was given to us. It's not something you are trying to get. It's something that you already have. And if you don't have it, it, because you are not a Christian, then become one so you can have it. It's very simple. <laughs> Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God loved us with, our, with, 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 with an unconditional love. Now, in John chapter 13, you see, sometimes when, when, even in relationships or in friendships or, or, or in other aspects of our lives, when people, um, they, 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 just, they just love to, to a certain extent. But notice what Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter 13, verse 1. John chapter 13, verse 1. Notice what he said. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 13, verse 1. He says, now before the feast of the Passover... When Jesus knew that his hour had come that he should depart from this world to the Father, notice the phrase, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He loved them to the end. He loved them to the end. I pray that that same love, we will love people to the very end and not give up on them. He loved them to the very end. In the natural, people's love will change after they lose interest. Or sometimes they have not, if they have not seen each other for a long time, they'll, they'll forget about each other. And, and, and the love will, 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 will just, they'll just, I mean, out of sight, out of mind. But no, not Jesus. He loves us to the very end. To the very end. And I pray in the name of Jesus that we will love the same way that he loves as well. It's one of the first fruits that shows up in the life of the Christian. The Bible says that for God so loved the world, the classic text of the Bible, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. May we love to the very end. Now, go, turn with me. 
um, to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's look at something here. Go have us see something there. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 1. I'll read from verse 1 to 8. He says, if I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels, but have not love, that reasoning, intention, spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noising gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose and understand all the secret truths and mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but have no love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned, and in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love is never envious, nor boils over with jealousy. Nor is not boastful or vainglorious. Does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude or mannerly and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own right or its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice or unrighteousness, but rejoices when truth, when right and truth prevails. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It's ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are faithless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and seized. As for knowledge, it will pass away, it will lose its value and be superseded by truth. Very, very important. The first Corinthians chapter 12 talked about the gift or what we call the gift or the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And that is something he encourages us to desire. But when he gets to the end of 1 Corinthians 12, towards the end, he says, I'm going to show you a better way. Because what God will like, you see, sometimes when I see any gifts of spiritual gifts in manifestation, what I look for is the fruit. That is the best that God wants. He wants us to have the manifestations, and then he also, in addition to that, wants us to have the fruit that goes with it. So many times we pursue the manifestations and then leave the fruit aside. That's not God's best. He wants us to have the manifestations and the fruit. So when he gets here, you see, he starts talking. He says, talk, talk, starts talking about the tongues of men and tongues of angels. Then he says, talks about prophetic powers. That is what we, we desire. He says, if I have all these, if I have tongues, and I can speak in tongues of men and of angels, and, it's, uh, as, and it's, uh, I don't have God's love for and in me, I'm just making noise. It, it's very important. Then he talks about prophetic powers, interpreting the divine will and purpose, understanding all secrets, all truth, all mysteries, possessing all knowledge. And if I have sufficient faith to even move and mountain, but have not God's love in me, I am nothing. He says, a useless nobody. 
These are very strong words. We want the faith that can move mountains. The mountain moving faith that Jesus talked about in Mark 11, 22 and then downward. We want to see mountains moved out of the way. We want to know all knowledge. We want to know all mysteries. We want to know all secrets. But he wants us, in addition to that, to be able to walk in love. He says, if I have all those things operating in my life and I'm not walking in love, I'm a useless nobody. Wow. It all doesn't amount to anything. Then he goes on to say, even if I do out all that I have to the poor in providing food, everything, if you give everything that you have to the poor and you don't have uh, um, God's love in you, he says, I gain nothing. Does this explain somehow people, I mean, you can give and not see anything. Your, our giving must be motivated by love. Giving to the poor, giving to others, giving to God's work. All these things must be motivated by, by God's love or there is no return. He says, I gain nothing. We desire to be givers, to give. But if I give my all and he says it's not motivated by love, no, no fruit there. Then now, he goes on to give us, give us an expose from verse 4 to verse 8 on the character, uh, verse, verse 4 to 7, on the characteristics of this love, this fruit of the spirit that he's talking about. He gives us in, in very minute details. I like the amplifier, the classic amplifier, because it amplifies on it. Then he finishes by saying that love never fails. Love never fails. Because, it, because Jesus has said in, in, in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 39, talking about the love of God, he says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Then he goes on to say that on these two commandments hang all the law and the promises. All the law and the promises hang on that commandment of love. So if there is any failure anywhere, that is a good place to start. To check up on our love for God and our love for others. He says, thank you Lord. He says, verse 4. Now let's look at, let's look at it here. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude or mannerly and does not act unbecomingly. God's love in us does not insist on its own right or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not selfish. You see, natural human love is selfish. Everybody is seeking their own. Everybody, it, it, it's the opposite of the God kind of love. God's love is not like that. It's not selfish. It's not self-seeking. It's not seeking and insisting on its own right. I got to have it my own way and my own way is the only way. No. I mean, I mean natural human love would, 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 can easily turn into selfishness. But not the God kind of love. One, one time, there was a couple, 
and, 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 and hearing something, something along these lines, they were not saved. And they were having so much trouble in their lives and in their home. And they, they gave their lives to God. And when they did, the love of God came in, came in there. And they, was, they now started trying to outdo each other in love. That the kids noticed and said, wow, what has happened here? <laughs> Our parents are different. Something is different here. They are now not seeking their own. They are seeking the other person's interest. I will encourage all, encourage all of us. If you want to grow spiritual, if you really want to bear fruit, if you really want to develop, go through 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4 to 7 for the, for the next 30 days or so. Read it every day and let God begin to check and begin to correct you and begin to, you see, that love like faith has to be developed. But you feed it on God's word and then you put it into practice. That's how you develop it. So, so feed on it. Feed on it. It will make a difference. Sometimes in, 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 in marriage counseling, I, the people that are having marriage issues, when I, when we, are, we are talking to them, we say, you, if you really want this marriage thing to be solved, and you are Christians, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4 to 7, read it every single day, night before the two of you go to sleep. And start checking, going through that list, where we are missing it, it will solve this marriage issue. It will, it will solve this marriage problem. That is what, because he says love never fails. If it's failing, then that's where the failure is. If you fix that spot, everything else will start working. Love never fails. From now, from this morning, in the name of Jesus, I see you entering that place where you do not fail in everything that God has called you to, in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. amen. And by the same token, we extend that love to our neighbors, to the people around us. There's this pastor when he was young, he was born, he was born with, with, with polio. And, and um, the, 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 because, because of, the, because of the, the, the father had so much stress that, that, that he, died of, he died of the stress. And then the siblings told the mother, I mean, let him die. Just forget about this child. Throw him in the ocean somewhere. Just be done with him. It's too stressful taking care of this person. But the mother was the one standing for the child. He was, he, she was a very staunch Christian. And he said, no, no, no. God has chosen you. God has a plan for your life. I, I'm not going to just do away with you. I'm going to stand with you. And she began to pray very hard for this child. And God healed the child. Enough to, to where now he, wasn't, he was not lying on the floor. But at least he could get up and then and, and walk with, 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 with his crutches. And, 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 and then... He went to an electric, electrician shop and became an electrician. And he made so much money um, doing that. But he got to the point, one day he went into a friend's house who was gambling. And he got addicted to gambling. And lost all his money to gambling and eventually ended up in prison. And when he was released from prison, he was homeless. And one day, he came to himself, like the prodigal son, and said, Lord, if you will give me another chance, I will yield my life to you to serve others. And he said, I began to see these homeless people in their eyes, not, not, not in my own natural eyes, but I began to see them in the eyes of Christ. 
and I, and, and, I, and then he started doing I mean doing selling different things Christian bulls gums anything that he could sell could sell and made enough money to start taking care of 10 homeless people and, and, and extending the love of Jesus Christ to them and then the news people heard about it and said, wow, this is a disabled person that is helping take care of homeless and disabled people. In, in, in wherever he was, he was extending that love. So as a result of him coming on the news, it made national news. And then he went to a, um, Bible school and graduated and, and became a pastor. And then, he's, I mean, he, 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 he wrote a book, which we did very well as a result of the royalties that he got from it. And then he decided to keep expanding. He partnered with other organizations. And to the extent that he got to the point where he had a thousand homeless and disabled people in his system that he was taking care of. Think about where he was and where God took him. And, and he, he, said, he said this, the greatest joy that I experience is every time I see someone who is disabled or handicapped or, or in a certain situation give their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The change and the transformation that I see coming over them. I pray in the name of Jesus, no matter where we are, may God take us and use us for his glory in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. May the love of Jesus Christ flow through our lives. May the love of Jesus flow through us and extend to others. Very, 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 very important. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So important to realize that 1 Corinthians, 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 to 21, he puts it this way. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 to 21, he says, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? We, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. You don't see him. <laughs> <laughs> from the bottom of my heart I love you but he says the person that you can see you don't love them you hate them you're not telling the truth <laughs> how can he love God whom he has not seen anyway let's move to the next one John uh, the next one that, that, that he lists there is joy when it comes to, to, to the fruit of the spirit, very, very important. Joy, joy, joy. Turn with me to First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter five, verse sixteen. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse sixteen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse sixteen. He says, "Rejoice always." Two words: rejoice always, rejoice always, rejoice always, rejoice always, rejoice always. How can you do that? You see, the, the, this fruit that we are talking about has nothing to do with external circumstances. It is something that is in there. And Paul, you see, was the one that wrote, he wrote, um, even before first, he wrote Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. Philemon. Or Philemon. 
And these were put in the Bible. And these letters, these four letters, were written when he was in prison. These four letters. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon was written when he was in prison. Now, when he gets to Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, he's written all these letters to them. He, he says to the people, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. In the natural, you would think that the person who is in prison should be the one that people should be writing to him and be encouraging him. We are, we are with you. Our hearts are with you. We are praying with you. Be strong and, 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 and all that. Instead, the one in prison is writing to those outside and telling them, rejoice in the Lord. And don't forget, I'm reminding you, rejoice. <laughs> That's something, isn't it? <laughs> How can he say that? Because, because when Jesus is in us, the, 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 the goal of, of Christian living, the, goal, the, the reason why you can be joyful is Jesus. Notice in the same John chapter 15, verse 11. John chapter 15, verse 11. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 15. Thank you, Lord. He says, these things... All this chapter, he's talking about fruit, I mean, bearing fruit. He says that these things are spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Joy that doesn't depend on what is going on around you. Um, you see, happiness has to do with our environment. But when it comes to joy, oh, his prayer is that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may remain before. Oh, I don't know what you may be going through. I don't know what you may be faced with. But my prayer for you and for me this morning is that may our joy overflow. Oh, how worse. I mean, I mean, in prison, he says rejoice always. You get up in the morning, and in the name of Jesus, you begin to rejoice. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for my life. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you love all the world. Oh, but you love me as your child. In the mighty name of Jesus, I'm faced and surrounded by so many things, but I choose, I make a decision. I'm going to feed this joy that you have put in me, I am going to rejoice and rejoice always. It's an act of faith at that point. That's what causes the circumstances to turn around. Notice something with me in Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17. Thank you Lord. Habakkuk 3 17. He says, Notice this. Very, very important. Don't let us get away from you. Mark it in your Bible. Do something to it. He says, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no head in the stalls, yet, yet, yet. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me walk on my high places. Again, this is similar, right? There is, there is no fig 
on the vine. The fig tree does not blossom. There is no fruit on the vine. We are talking about fruitful living now. He says, the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no fruit. This for a farmer, this is a serious situation. He has no fruit. He has no harvest to show for his labor. There is the flock are cut off from the fold, and there be no head in the stalls. And he says, yet. I like that verse. I like that, that, that word. Yet. 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 What is he going to do? I will rejoice in the Lord God. In the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. This joy is not dependent on external circumstances. And for those external circumstances to turn around, it has to start from that place. And as he does that, he says, God, the Lord God is my strength, and he will make me walk on my high places. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh, though there may be no fruit, though there may be no harvest, though you may be going through a difficult time, you may be going through a difficult season, make a decision, make a choice. I will not look on the outside, I will look on the inside. The joy of the Lord is my strength. God is my portion. God is my strength. I will rejoice in the Lord my God. Oh, my God, he is bigger than anything that I'm facing. His way. He is bigger than any sickness. He is bigger than any circumstance. The greater one lives in me. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. In the name of Jesus, though it may seem barren, though it may seem unfruitful, I am going to make a choice. I am going to make a decision. Oh, that I will walk in the fullness of joy. I am not going to look around. I am going to look on the inside. The one that is on the inside, he will put me over. He will put me over. Ah, I will rejoice in the name of Jesus. My prayer for you this morning is that may God, God set you high above whatever you are faced with, whatever circumstance you are dealing with in the mighty name of Jesus. As you begin to rejoice in God, may he set you high. Oh, may he set you high. If you believe that, say amen. Oh, glory be to the name of the Lord. Though there is no harvest. I will joy in my God. And this is the joy that we want others to have as well. In, 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 in Acts chapter 8, verse 8, um, Philip had gone and had a great healing campaign, a citywide healing campaign. And, and, and people were saved, healed, baptized, and it, it says there was great joy in that city. There was great joy in that city. Wherever the gospel comes, joy is the result. This morning, this, this time, if you are watching or listening and you are saying this joy, I'm missing it. I'm suffering with depression. This joy that you are talking about, I do not have it. I encourage you in the name of Jesus, yield your life to God. You see, Philip, Philip was, was a deacon. And, and he was serving tables in Acts chapter 6 when there was, there was confusion over the distribution of food. Uh, you see, God will not start you in, in ministry at the, at the top. You see, that's the mistake we made. Everybody, some pe people want to start at the top. He put him where the action is, where the strife is, where people are fighting over the food. Develop some character. <laughs> let's, test, let's test this love thing if, you have, if, if you've got it down. 
But sooner or later, as he was faithful doing that, God moved him into the office of the evangelist. And it's interesting that after he had that, he had that great healing campaign, the Bible says that the next thing that he was found was, was as Azotus, and as a result, he met one person, the Ethiopian eunuch. Most people wouldn't do it. I just ministered to a whole city. People were saved, and Lord, you want me to minister to one person? <laughs> but but he, he, he did it. That is his job. He, he, he started right away from the Ethiopian eunuch, was, 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 was reading, and he preached Christ to him. That's the message of the evangelist. No matter where we start in the Bible, you start with Christ. But the point was, as he was faithful, there was great joy in the city of Samaria. When he was ministering the word of God, I pray that God will use us to bring joy into the life of other people as we share the gospel with them. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Rejoice. Now, now this will make sense. We go back to First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Now, now it will all add up to us when we, when we re read it together. We just read one phrase. Rejoice always. You see, pray without season. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoicing always is the will of God for you. Praying without season is God's will for you. Giving thanks in everything is God's will for you. Rejoice always. That is the will of God. So many times we ask what's God's will. Start there with the revealed will of God. Re begin to rejoice. Always. No matter what you are faced with, begin to Rejoice. And then the third point, the third fruit that we'll look at this morning is peace. My Lord and my God. Peace. 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 In the Hebrew is from the word shalom. Peace. Peace. The peace that Jesus gives is not the, the, the peace of the world. John chapter 14, verse 27. John chapter 14, verse 27. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 14, verse 27. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I am not giving you the peace of the world. I am giving you my own peace. So don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. Let that peace rule in your heart. You see, this piece that is in there can help us make decisions. When you are about to make a purchase, when you are about to, to take a step, when you are praying about something, this piece can help you make the right decision. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. I like it in the Amplified. Again, he amplifies on it. He says, and let the peace so harmony which comes from Christ, rule at as an empire continually in your heart, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ, one body, you were also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always let the peace of God act as an empire like a referee 
continually in your heart, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind, that, in that peaceful state. I like the testimony that one of us shared this morning. They were about to make a purchase, and they, they heard that. They, you see, you have to follow that peace. When you get that check, if you don't have peace about that decision, that step, you pause. Don't override it. You say, let it act as a referee, deciding. You must have that peace about the step that you're about to take, about the decision that you're about to make. He says, let that peace act as an empire. I like that. Deciding and settling. When they had that check, they stopped, and in the end, they made the right decision. That saved them some amount of money. Saved them some money. That peaceful state. Get quiet. You see, the, what we so get comment with so many things. Get quiet before God. Begin to pray. Lord, should I take this step? Should I buy this? Should I take this decision? Just take a moment and begin to pray. Ask him. He's in there. He says, I'm giving you my peace. It's not the peace of the well. Don't let your heart be afraid. Be quiet. Get still in his presence. And you see, I mean, you get a, that peace in your heart. Or sometimes there might be a disturbance there. No, when it happens like that, don't take that decision. Let it act as an empire. Deciding and settling with all finality, all questions that arise in your mind. And then that peace also, thank you, Lord. You see, uh, no matter what may be going on around us, we can't. Jesus, when he, the first words that he says to his disciples when he, when he rose from the dead was, this, was peace be with you. John 20 verse 19 says, The same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Hallelujah. Ha. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that this, in this season, may the peace of God be your portion. May you begin to bear that fruit of peace. May it begin to show in your life that fruit of peace. Peace. That passes all understanding. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I would like to end to this morning... With, with, the, with the, the hymn writer, Horatio Spafford. He wrote the hymn it as well, but the, the, this is the background to it. When he, um, he was a lawyer in, in Chicago, and, he, and, and a very, a, a very, a very, very devoted man. But in 1871, there was a great fire in Chicago that burned houses, that burned churches down. And he, was, he used to work um, for D.L. Moody as well. So his house got burned down. And he was more concerned about the church that had burned down than he was even concerned about himself. And then he, 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 he helped rebuild the church and do all these things. And then his wife wasn't feeling so well. So he wanted to send his wife to, to England. So he said, you go ahead. I'm busy here. I'm still working on these things, and I'll, I'll catch up with you. And in the middle of the journey, while they were crossing the ocean, there was a, they ran into a, a, another ship collided with the one that they were in, and it caused great devastation and loss, and, and um, the four, his four daughters died. So the wife got, got to England and sent him... Um, Sent, sent, her, sent him a message saying, I survived alone. So he was totally devastated. 
And then he said, okay, I'm going to join, go ahead and travel to go and join my, my, my wife. And in the middle of the journey, when he got to the place where the accident had happened, and the sailor said, the, this is, this, this is where, 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 your, where your four daughters passed. And he said, I was so deeply hurt. I mean, he was getting all this encouragement from around the world. He was so deeply hurt. But when he slept, in the morning, very early hours of the morning, the, 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 the words from this account in the Bible came to him. In, in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 26, he was, I mean, he was asking God, why this pain? But th these words came to him. This, 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 is, this is the account of, of the Shunammite woman. Remember one time the Shunammite woman, I mean, she was barren. She wasn't giving birth. And the prophet said, um, by the word of God, you are going to have a child. And in the process of time, the, ch the child died. And when this, this Shunammite was, woman was so much in pain in going to the man of God, but when he got there, the, the prophet was, was like, are you, are you okay? She said it as well. Is your husband okay? She said it as well. Is your child okay? She said it as well. How do you say that when something like the child is dead? She says it as well. <laughs> and eventually the child was brought back to life. But he said, these words came to me. And, as, as, and that's how he got that song. As, as those words came to him, he began to sing, and, and, and it was a great comfort to him. It is well, it is well with my soul, with my soul. It is well, it is well. With my soul. Now this song has blessed out of his pain. As, uh, this song has blessed generations. And later on, they had two more kids. And then he went to settle down in Israel and dedicated his life to helping the poor. But, I mean, the point I'm making here is, how did he get that peace? How did he get that song? Looking on the outside, he, I mean, it, 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 it seemed it was all done. It was all over. But when he began to look on the inside for the peace of God, oh, when he looked hopeless, when he looked very dark, he made a decision to look to God. And in the name of Jesus, I pray, no matter what we may be faced with, no matter, is it easy? No. Is it doable? Yes, it's doable. You can't do it. You see, if you want us, if you want to be fruitful, turn with me finally to Second Peter chapter one, verse five to eight. Let's see something there, and then we'll wrap up with that. My Lord and my God. Second Peter chapter one, giving us very vital keys here. You see, he's talking about the fruit of the spirit as well. He just adds more to it, and 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 sometimes uses different language, but he says it's essentially the same thing. That the Apostle Paul was talking about. He says, but for this reason, give it all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. 
For if these things are yours and are bound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If these things are in you and are bound, Look at the barren places of your life. The unfruitful places of your life. He says you will not be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul puts it this way. He said against such there is no law. He told the Corinthians oh, there is no failure in love. Jesus put it this way. All the commandments, all the prophets, they all hang on this commandment of love in the the name of Jesus this morning I speak to the barren and the unfruitful places of our life that as we begin to feed on the word of God don't think I mean think or look at it in any area of your life where you are deficient and you are not bearing and showing fruit in that area begin to feed on it and begin to put it into practice and as you do that in the mighty name of Jesus I speak oh God my Lord and my God to any barren place of your life that it begins to bear fruit in the mighty name of Jesus. Any unfruitful area of your life, may it begin to bear fruit so that in your life, in the mighty name of Jesus, you will see a difference. Others will see a difference as well and begin to testify and say, see what God has done. Oh, we are beginning to see, oh, that you are bearing fruit in this area of your life. No more barrenness in your life. No more unfruitfulness in your life as you are connected to Jesus as you are connected to the branch in the mighty name of Jesus as these things are yours and abound in your life my Lord and my God even the difficult places of your life that which seems hopeless that which seems that there is no way out that which seems that it's very dark in Jesus mighty name my Lord and my God may it begin to bear fruit may you begin to bear much fruit may your life begin to make a difference in the name of Jesus that relationship that area of your life, your finances, your health. He says you will not be barren. You will not be unfruitful. In Jesus' mighty name, you may say I've been a Christian for a long time. I have nothing to show for in my life. I encourage you, begin to start and look in this area. And in the name of Jesus, as you do that, he says love never fails. As you do that, he says you will not be barren or unfruitful. In the name of Jesus, may you begin to be fruitful. May you fulfill your call. May you fulfill the purpose for which God created you. May generations begin to testify. My Lord and my God. See how one song has gone down the generation. As you, oh my Lord and my God, begin to focus on this fruit. Oh, may you leave your footprints in the sands of time. Oh, Jesus tarries, may generations that come afterwards begin to testify of what God did through you. Of how your life was fruitful. Of how your life made a difference. No more barrenness. No more unfruitfulness. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are beginning to blossom. You are beginning to bear fruit because God is your God. Because you rejoice in the Lord your God. Because he is your peace. Because the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. In the name of Jesus, celebrate God. Celebrate what he has done. Look on the inside. And as you begin to do, begin to draw on those virtues. And as you do, May your life be fruitful. I decree an end to barrenness in your life. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. No more barrenness. No more barrenness. No more barrenness. In the name of Jesus, but Easter, fruitfulness, fruitfulness, fruitfulness. Begin to talk to God this morning. My Lord and my God, his presence is here. Talk to God, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. If these things are yours and abound, you will not be barren, you will not be unfruitful. Talk to God, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. Oh, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. Talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. Lord, not only do I want to excel in spiritual gifts, but I want to excel in love, not seeking my own way, not insisting on my own right, not boastful, not rude, not all these things, but my Lord and my God, in the mighty name of Jesus, walking in love, joy, and peace. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Lift up your voice and talk to God. He's your father in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You will not be barren or unfruitful. You will not be barren or unfruitful. God wants to take you to the next level of that which he has for your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Though the fig tree may not blossom, Though there is no fruit. Oh, though maybe in the life of your children there is no fruit. In your marriage there is no fruit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to rejoice. Lord, I want to be fruitful. Thank you for handing me these vital keys this morning. My Lord and my God. My, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Oh, that which has been stolen from you, may God restore in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. And if you are watching us or listening to this, and you say, in my life, I have anything but peace. The Bible says that there is no peace to the wicked. There is no peace outside of Christ. You say, in my life, I have anything but love. The love of Christ that you are talking about, I don't know it. You say, in, my in your life, you have anything but joy. Every day seems dark. Every day seems hopeless. This morning, you can begin a relationship with Jesus Christ that can make all the difference. If you are watching us, whether you're on the TV, online, or listening to this on the radio, this is a very holy, solemn moment. Today can mark a new beginning in your life. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer so that you can meet Jesus, the one that can give you what you are seeking for, the joy, the love, and the peace, and all these others. If you're willing to begin a relationship with Jesus, I'm just leading you. You pray like you are talking to God yourself. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. I believe you were raised from the dead. I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior. 
Save me. Forgive me my sins. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come into my heart. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for bringing me into the family of God. Help me to live my life for you. If you pray that prayer, let us hear from you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's rise to our feet this morning. His presence is so strong in this place. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Just raise our hands to him. And just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for my life. Thank you that you desire for me to be fruitful. Thank you, Lord. Help me as I feed on your word to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Make me fruitful in my community, in my neighborhood, in my family. Help me to extend the love of God. Let me walk in joy. Let me walk in the peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding. And as I do that, thank you. The impossible becomes possible. Give him praise and glory this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Give him praise and glory. 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 Give him praise and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May he give you his peace. His shalom. That passes all understanding. May he surround you with his favor like a shield. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you walk in the love of God. May you walk in joy that will overflow and extend to others. You are blessed and you cannot be cursed. In the mighty name of Jesus, you, will be, you are fruitful in Jesus' mighty name. You are not barren anymore. In the mighty name of Jesus, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we take, give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you for your visitation this morning. Thank you for speaking to us. Let us go from glory to glory. May this week be a blessed week. And may we return with a testimony. In Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Say I am fruitful. I am fruitful. I am fruitful in Jesus' name. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Amen and amen. Have a blessed week and join us on Wednesday for prayer and a time of teaching and on Thursday as well. Possible as we head into the community. We will be in this one's house on Thursday. I look forward to the Indian. <laughs>